At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, Femi Abebefe, hanging out with Brady Cannon, filling in here on this fine Sunday morning out here in the desert. Brady, we haven't done many shows together. We had the Weehawken trip mm-hmm. way back one, feels like five years ago now, but here we are here in 2022 on this May 22nd. Good to be with you, buddy. Well, uh, if that uh, this morning is anything like that trip in Weehawken, uh, <laughs> we're in for a treat. That was really awesome. You and I had a great time together, and uh, our buddy James Salinas, a little under the weather, if you will. Yes, uh, literally. In Denver, literally <laughs> under some snow. Uh, so uh, connection and internet and power issues up there. Uh, so we'll fill yeah. in for our man and let him uh, get back to square one and, and even get back into his house. You know, yeah. he had to hole himself up in a hotel and... Just a, a weird, out-of-the-blue snowstorm there in late May in Denver. I've never understood it, but I've known people who live in Colorado in the Denver area, and they will say, like, the weather, it could be 80 one day, it could be snowing the next. So hopefully that snow and all thaws and James can get back on his feet out there in Colorado. Um, but James will be out 
today. Brady is in today, and we have a jam-packed weekend in sports, NBA and NHL playoffs. Final round of the PGA Championship at Southern Hills. Can't wait to get Brady's takes on that. But make sure to tweet at the show as we hang out here over the next three hours at VEASAN Live on Twitter. At Las Vegas Golfer is where you can find Brady. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Four great guests on the show today. Sean Zarillo, MLB analyst at the Action Network, joins us in 45 minutes to break down the card on the diamond. Dieter Kurtenbach, sports columnist at Bay Area News Group, checks in at 1030 to talk all things Western Conference Finals in the NBA. Ian Cameron, NHL handicapper at 1115 to break down the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then Dave Ross, VEASAN host, host of the First Strike podcast to end the show at 1145. We'll have our eyes on the PGA Championship throughout the show. Who's going to win the famed Wanamaker Trophy? I'll ask Brady. NFL news and notes at 1045. How should we bet on or against the Browns with a potential Deshaun Watson suspension in the works? And then three game threes on the ice. We'll hit that throughout the show. But first, Brady, let's begin with last night's action in the association. The Miami Heat defeat the Boston Celtics in game three, 109-103. The Heat cover the spread, of course, as six-point dogs. They win the game outright. Game goes over the total of 207. As I present to you two words, Heat culture. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I have to pat myself on the back a little bit. We were doing the uh, VEASAN Bet Center over at Circa on Saturday, and we had a guest on, an NBA analyst, uh, and he agreed with me. I thought, and and I would think you would probably agree too, this kind of felt like a fairly ha uh, common handicapping situation where the Celtics, they were being crowned the champion after what they did yeah. to the Heat uh, in game two, winning by you know over 20 points or around 20 points, whatever it was, blowing out the Heat to even up that series at a game apiece. Then they're going back home and Everybody was just so high on the Celtics, and not only did the spread feel a little high to me, I thought the whole situation favored the Heat because everybody was just ignoring them. And I think Eric Spolstra is one of, certainly, if not the best coach in the NBA. Mm -hmm. He just, he, it doesn't seem like he has all the flashy players. I know he has Jimmy Butler, didn't even have him for half a game yeah. on Saturday night. Um, but he just seems to get it done with uh, an absolute team effort and a real blue-collar effort uh, without the flashy stars. And, and and you can say that some of these guys, you know, Bam Adebayo or, or, or Jimmy Butler, what have you. But, you know, it, it's not a LeBron. It's not a Luka. It's not even a Jason Tatum or a Steph yeah. Curry. You know, it's just not a star-laden roster. And I think that tends uh, to get people overlooking them as well. And, you know, Wes Reynolds said it earlier. I, I think the Celtics are probably the better team here. But I really think we're probably going to decide this in seven. And and last night was an indication of that. But I, but I felt the Heat were the right side. And, and I said, I'd certainly take the points and maybe even sprinkle a little on the money line because it just felt like people were, were right, writing them off completely and ready to hand this crown to the Celtics. Yeah, I couldn't get there with the points there, but I would never have bet Boston. We talked about it on the show yesterday. Like six and a half is a heavy price to pay in a series with two really good defensive teams in Miami and Boston here. So it didn't really make sense to me as to why we saw that six and a half number. Now I know a lot of people love Boston. The Celtics were minus 250 prior to game three to win the series. That's now minus 110 each way over at BetMGM on the series price. That just goes to show you that how big that result was for Miami to steal back home court advantage because that was the big thing. Once the Celtics won game two, everyone's like, okay, they have home court. They're the better team. They should take care of business. Good chance they go up 3-1 in the series after game four. But Miami, with a strong performance by Bam Adebayo, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 15 of 22 shooting their four steals. He was awesome on both ends of the floor. 
forth. And then they just got a steady diet of just everyone just chipping in. P.J. Tucker was 17 points. He's not a scorer. Should have had 19. Tucker. Did you see the bunny he missed <laughs> yes. at the, yeah, at the end? Yeah, he smoked that layup. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> it's like, ay, 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 P.J. Tucker. But he's not known for his offensive prowess, as we saw on that layup attempt. But Max Struess chipped in with 16 there. And they didn't even get a great game from Tyler Hero, the sixth man of the year. He only had eight points there. And they were still able to get the win with Jimmy Butler only playing in the first half there. I think that just goes to show, like you mentioned, how well coached they are with Eric Spolstra and how well they play defense to stave off that Boston run, which was largely led by Jason or Jalen Brown, I should say, with the 40-point effort. Yeah, Jason Tatum, only 10 points. Uh, game threes are his kryptonite. In game three <laughs> against the Milwaukee Bucks, he only had 10 points as well. Uh, but to your point there, I thought it was very impressive the way the Heat were able to keep the Celtics at bay because mm -hmm. it was with two minutes left in the second half uh, that the Celtics uh, scored 12 points. They had 35 points with two minutes left in the first half. <laughs> That's crazy. And they scored 12 there before they went to the locker room, and I think that provided them a lot of momentum going into the second half, and pretty soon they were inside double digits. As you know, the Heat came out and just stormed out to a huge lead, uh, but the Celtics made a run. They cut that lead uh, to nine points, got it inside double digits, but the Heat never folded and went into the fourth quarter with a 15-point lead. Uh, they were able to do just enough to keep the Celtics at bay, keep the offense going. And Tyler Hero, you mentioned he didn't have a great night, but in the fourth quarter, he actually made a couple of shots that were able to keep the Heat with that margin. Because mm -hmm. if it would have gotten too close, if the Celtics, you know, now it got to within six points when it was basically garbage time. Yeah. But if it had gotten to four points or less with a lot of time left in the fourth quarter, the Heat could have folded the tent. But they didn't. Everybody really stepped up for that team across the board uh, and, uh, you know, took advantage of a situation, like I say, where I think they were being uh, not given enough credit. And they walked in there and kind of shocked everybody. And now the Celtics understand, like, hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're in for a dogfight series. And the big thing for Boston before the game was no Robert Williams. And I've been saying it for the last two months or so. Robert Williams is their best defensive player. I thought he should have won Defensive Player of the Year over Marcus Smart. And a game like last night really shows why, especially in that first half when it felt like Miami was getting whatever they wanted there. And mm. Smart is a terrific defender. I don't want to take anything away from him. But perimeter guys just don't have the same impact as those rim protectors on the back end of the defense. And with no Robert Williams in Game 3, he's been dealing with the knee thing. He's been in. He's been out of the series. That's, I think, going to be a big thing to keep an eye on going into the series, the line shifted about a half point when mm -hmm. that news came out there. I think that's probably a little too light there because it's proven now that when they don't have Robert Williams, they're just not nearly as good of a defensive team, which is what they kind of hang their hat on. Well, and I think the Heat probably will have Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You know, he's kind of been dealing with this knee inflammation for what seems like a couple months. He's been off and on. They say he's not going to have an MRI, mm -hmm. and I don't think he's really expected to miss any more time. Now, if they go all the way to the finals, you might get another flare-up or something like that. Yeah. But I, I think they will be at full strength as far as the Miami Heat. And you're talking about the series price, and, you know, I, Michael Lombardi, Wes Reynolds, Patrick Maher, I, I think we all kind of get the feeling that this is going to go seven games, and it's reflected now in the updated series price, right? It's a pick em. Yep. I mean, the odds makers are kind of telling you that this is going to go the full length as well. Yeah, the favorite 
to the exact how many games at BetMGM is plus 105 for seven games there. And at plus money, I mean, it's not That's the biggest payout. Bet, but, think. yeah, I think it's a solid bet there just based on Boston, you know, in game four is going to come out with a very uh, concerted effort to try to even this thing up because they don't want to go down 3-1 heading back to Miami for game five there. So you know you're going to get everything that Boston has in this next game coming up in game four. But, yeah, I don't see this really going five games. I don't think any of these no. teams are going to uh, no. run away from the other one. If you like either side, you can get Miami at plus 275 to win in seven, or you can get Boston at plus 300 to win in seven. On that one, I might wait. If you like Boston, and if it's going to go seven, you might just wait to bet them then in game seven in Miami. Do you though. have it in front of you what uh, Miami would, what, what either team would be in six? Miami in six is five to one. Five to one. Boston in six is plus 260. Hmm. Very interesting. It is very interesting. Like Boston is. You, you got to believe it's going to go at least six. That's that's my indication. I think it's going to be a long series here, either way. And at minus one ten for the conference winner, it's it's a fascinating series. As we turn our attention to game number four, the market is telling us that. They're anticipating a Boston kitchen sink effort because we're seeing sevens across the board. Mm. Some six and a halfs there in the market there. So it's a tick higher than what we saw in game number three. Your early thoughts here, game four, we'll preview it also later on down the line. Well, first of all, I think it's a little bit of protection being put up by the books as well mm-hmm. because they understand that everybody's going to be of the mindset that Boston's going to come out with a kitchen sink effort, like yeah. you say. And, and I would agree, but I'm not going to lay those points. I, I think you're paying a tax at this point. I'd be, I mean, obviously you got to lay about $3 on the money line here, but I think that would probably be a better bet truly than laying the points here with Boston. Um, Yes, I think that they win game four, but I don't want to lay a number that I think at this point is probably inflated because the books and I think everybody is expecting a huge effort in game four out of the Celts. It's also interesting that we've seen these first three games all go over the total, over, over the total, I should say, because these are two defensive teams, and the numbers reflect that in the market, but consistently one of them gets hot to start off, and then the game just kind of opens up, and we've seen these games be higher scoring than the uh, the market anticipates. Yeah, I don't know what I would do with the total in this game, and that you know kind of leads me to my confusion. Like you talk about, you've got two defensive teams, and it keeps going <laughs> over the total. So I would stay away from that. Um, I, I, I was spot on with the Heat on Saturday night. Um, I think Celtics money line. Obviously, you got to lay a price, but yeah. that's the way I would lean for Game Four. Yeah, Celtics at Betham Jim. You can still get them at six and a half, but other places it's seven. On the other side, we'll turn our attention to the Western Conference Finals, Game Three in Dallas between the Mavs and the Warriors. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out with Brady Cannon here at the Visa Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino, talking all things NBA playoffs. We have our eyes also on Southern Hills with the PGA Championship. Our final pairing of Mito Pereira and Matt Fitzpatrick tees off at 11.35, so a little over two hours from now, but we'll talk a little PGA in about 15 minutes. But let's turn our attention Back to the NBA playoffs, the Western Conference Finals. The series has shifted back to Dallas as the Warriors have a 2-0 lead in these Western Conference Finals. Game two, that second half from the Warriors was really, really impressive. But now Dallas finds himself down 0-2, coming back home at BetMGM. The game three odds here, the Mavs, minus 2.5, but minus 115 on the juice. The total is sitting at 217.5, but other places in the market, Dallas favored as high as 3 what is your initial read when you look at the side and total in this game number three tonight? Tip off six o'clock over there in the DFW area. I, I would certainly lean with the Dallas Mavericks uh, as well. It looks like the betting public is is, is too, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of similar what we talked about with the Boston Celtics in Game Four. Uh, you just figure that everybody's going to go that direction with Dallas. They've got their backs against the wall. I mean, they're not facing elimination, but almost if they lose this Game Three yeah. and. That's certainly an angle that you can lean on, I think, when you have these best-of-seven series. A, ho- a home team that's facing elimination, and I know Dallas is not, but it, you know, for all intents and purposes, they are. They have to have this game. And uh, I would actually probably lay the points in this one. It's not going to be too expensive to lay money line if you want to go that route, about minus 145 or so. Um, again, we talked about the Celtics series, and I think there's probably more influence in that line and more tax that you're paying, and obviously Mm -hmm. a bigger number at seven if you want to lay it with the Boston Celtics. Um, I think Dallas can get past Golden State by three or four points without too much problem. We saw the way they got out to a big lead in uh, game two back back in San Francisco, and that was a huge uh, comeback by the Warriors in the second half and a huge fourth quarter as well. I guess the trepidation would be in backing the Dallas Mavericks is if you wonder that that fourth quarter is in their head a little bit, how they blew that opportunity to take one on the road. But it's a short price. I would probably go that direction. I'm not going to get involved in it, Femi. Uh, it's not one I have a real strong feeling about. I don't want to play the Warriors either. I, mm-hmm. I, I could see them certainly having a dud effort here, maybe an off-shooting night like we saw them have against the Memphis Grizzlies. They had some nights where they were absolutely freezing cold shooting against the Memphis Grizzlies in that series. So no play for me here. But, again, I'd probably lean towards the money line with Dallas. Uh, I, I think Dallas is going to get the game. I do think they have a good chance to cover the spread. Either way, money line or points – with the Mavericks if I was going to get involved. Here's my concern for Dallas in this spot, and we were kind of talking about it during the break, about the shot quality and sometimes how those numbers can tell you, okay, maybe we'll get some positive regression on this team going home. But Dallas, 
They shot the ball pretty well in game two. I mean, they got up they to did. a scorching hot start in the first and half there. And Luka was Luka, right? And Luka had 42 points. They had 31 from Jalen Brunson. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie put up a dud there with four points. You expect a little bit more from him going back home to Dallas. But when you shoot 46% from beyond the arc, they're making 21 threes, and you still not only don't you win the game, you don't even cover in that spot. Like, that's a really tough look for the Dallas Mavericks. Now, they went cold in the third quarter, only scoring 13 points in that third quarter against Golden State in game two. But I just get concerned of they're so reliant on these three-pointers. They shot the ball well from three-point range, and they still lost the game. Like, defensively, Jason Kidd has talked about it, said, hey, when we don't make our shots, our defense drops. If they just shoot 40%, from three in game number three, and the defense is just so-so, is that good enough for Dallas to not only win the game but to also cover that three-point spread? I I think it is. I I think they will find another good shooting night on their home floor. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's the familiarity. There's the home crowd, everything that comes along. They'll be comfortable. Right, and and I I wouldn't see them going ice cold uh, shooting-wise. And like you just mentioned, they they weren't ice cold at all when they were on the road in San Francisco. So I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense that you can say they're going to go cold here now back at home in the situation that they're facing. I would imagine their defensive intensity will will be upped a little bit here because that's got to be the message that I'm sure Jason Kidd is giving to his players. Um, but, I mean, that was a very competitive game, too, uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. And, again, that came on the road, not on their home court. So I would expect at least the same effort that we saw that out of them on the road, if not more. And, and I think Golden State is probably more prone to having an off night on the road than what we saw out of Dallas yeah. when they were on the road. So, yeah, I, I think Dallas absolutely, you know, they, they have not necessarily laid an egg at all in this series and and, and probably should have won game two. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they'll be just fine here. Uh, I, I think you're probably going to end up with a 2-1 series uh, when this one is said and done uh, on Sunday night. Uh, but the only thing, like you mentioned there, if they put all that work in, they got out to that lead, that's the way I kind of felt about the Miami Heat on Saturday night. Everything that they did to knock off the Celtics, if that didn't go well and, and the Celtics were able to come back and win that oh, game, be Katie bar the door, done, right? Yeah. So that's the one thing I worry about Dallas, putting up that type of effort that they did in San Francisco in game two and then have it evaporate and have the Warriors come away with the victory. Does that affect them at all? It, it wouldn't seep too far into my handicap where I'm going to go against them today. Yeah, the Warriors, the one thing that worked in their favor in game two and also in game number one as well is that they've been protecting the ball a little bit better. I mean, that was the thing that was plaguing them against Memphis. They were turning it over left and right. I was like, gosh. It was ugly. It was really ugly basketball from – and sometimes – and they've always been a little careless even during the dynasty days. You know, they just kind of get a little uh, Harlem Globetrotter-ish at times, but only 13 turnovers in game two. And if they're going to do only 13 turnovers, that's a very favorable situation for this Golden State team. But they shot 50% from three in game number two, 56% from the floor. You'd expect that to regress – Exactly, and I I would think the turnover number will go the other way. Yeah. Being on the road, and and this is a team that I believe they led the NBA in turnovers during the regular season, and I don't think that means they're a bad team. Obviously, they're a very good team. I think it's part of the style that they play. You talked about the Globetrotters. It's the sharing of the ball. It's the Mm -hmm. extra pass, and in the Warriors' case, it's not always just an extra pass. It might be three extra passes, (laughs) you know, and and so sometimes that is going to lead to turnovers, so I would expect that number to kind of go the other way when they're on the road here in Dallas in a hostile environment, and yeah, if they turn the ball over 
uh, over 20 times, I believe, mm-hmm. in, in game in game three here. And Dallas kind of just does what Dallas has been doing so far. I think you're uh, going to end up with a Mavericks victory. Yeah, that bode really well for Dallas. If we see a 20 turnover game from Golden State. Right now, the series price over at BetMGM, Warriors minus 800, Mavericks plus 550. You say you like Dallas to win this game here. And that's probably baked into some of this price here at the plus 550. But does that interest you? Because we saw the Mavericks down 0-2 last round against the Phoenix Suns. And everyone's like, okay, this is probably over. Phoenix, best team in the NBA. And then Dallas was able to win four out of the next five. They've clearly shown some toughness in being able to do that against a team that had the best record in the league and without the home court advantage. Do you think this is another situation where Dallas can possibly get back into the series? Like, after game four, are we looking at 2-2 going back to the Bay Area? I don't think so. I think we're probably looking at 3-1 going back to the going back to the Bay Area. And, and I think it's possible that we could get a game six. I think mm-hmm. Dallas could surprise. Uh, let's say the Warriors go back home up 3-1, and they're thinking, okay, we're going to close it out. They yeah. could maybe be a little bit complacent. Uh, this Dallas team has shown that they can absolutely play with anybody. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if this went six games, but no, I'm not going to bet on the Mavericks to get it done. One thing that I think has changed for the Warriors just really in the last couple games is Kevon Looney. My goodness. This guy's been outstanding. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't know if Dallas really has an answer for that. And, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies didn't really have an answer either. That's kind of when we saw the coming out party beginning for Kevon Looney. And I, I think that's, you know, if he continues to, you know, do double digits as far as points and rebounds, mm-hmm. they're going to be real tough to stop. Yeah, Kevon Looney, 21 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, you, if you're going to get that from Kevon Looney, you're probably going to win the game. Right. Or 12 rebounds, I should say, actually. Because you're almost going you're you're to come real close, at least, if not get a triple-double out of Draymond. Mm-hmm. You're going to get, you know, what, 26 out of Steph. You're going to get 17 to 25 out of Clay. I mean, they, they distribute. the And, and it was and the Jordan Poole as well. Uh, um, jo- Jordan Poole may be the biggest difference. Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney, yeah. I think, are the real difference makers for this Warrior team. It's not the usual Clay, Steph, and, and Dre that we're, we're used to. Uh, I think it's Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney right now are the story for the Golden State Warriors. And if Dallas can't stop that duo, then they're in trouble. Uh, like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if it went six, but I don't think we go back to San Francisco at 2-2. Jordan Poole last game, 7 of 10 from the field, 2 of 4 from three-point range, 23 points, 5 assists, plus 26 was his plus minus there Fantastic. off the bench. If you can get that off the bench, that is really, really good stuff. Let's say the Warriors advance to the NBA Finals here. Who do you think would be the trickier matchup for them, Boston or Miami? That's a good Miami? question, and I've been thinking about it. Because I have a ticket on the Warriors to win it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're I, minus 120 right now over at BetMGM. Minus 120 to win it. Um, I, I understand that. I, I, I think Boston's the tougher matchup. Um, yeah. But I, I hate to go against Eric Spolster. I've talked about how good he is. He finds a way to be competitive, finds a way to win ball games. But I do believe they are probably a little bit lesser team, uh, and the Warriors may have more trouble with Boston. Yeah, the, the Boston Celtics are. And Ime Udoka in his first year has shown that he has the ability to adjust through these series. Sometimes that's where the coaches can get in trouble. But Udoka's been able to adjust. Spolstra, we know he's made really good adjustments as well. So either way, you're going to get a good coach uh, team from the Eastern Conference champion. On the other side, we turn our attention. Final round, PGA Championship at Southern Hills. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside Brady Cannon here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And we're going to talk a little PGA Championship here, but before we get into that, Brady, I don't know how much of the Premier League you ever take in on these <laughs> mornings, but uh, there's a pretty interesting <clears throat> development here on Championship Sunday, the final day of the Premier League schedule here. Aston Villa playing Manchester City, who has been favored heavily to win the Premier League, now leads 2-0 in the 70th minute at the Etihad over there at Manchester City. Liverpool, they are facing Wolves, and that's 1-1 in the 70th minute. So if Liverpool gets a goal, Liverpool will likely win the Premier League with a chance to do the quadruple, which would be unprecedented over in European football. So that is an interesting development. I'll have my eyes on that, but just thought I'd let that know for our soccer viewing audience here on this morning. Back to the PGA Championship, though, Brady. The Over at Southern Hills final round, we have our final pairing teeing off in about two hours, Mito Pereira and Matt Fitzpatrick. But we saw the news Late yesterday evening, Tiger Woods withdrawing from a major for the first time in his career, played three rounds, was really struggling yesterday in the third round there. But it's unfortunate, but Tiger just making the cut, I thought, was a remarkable uh, accomplishment nonetheless there, just based on where he was a year ago from today. Oh, it's absolutely remarkable that he's made the cut now in two straight majors. Yeah. Uh, and, and I liked his chances to make the cut at Augusta National. He knows that course probably better than anybody in the world, and I expected him to be health-wise okay for 36 holes. And that's really exactly what turned out. He was okay for 36 holes. His body was able to... Uh, withstand the wear and tear from walking all over the hills and the elevation change at Augusta National Golf Club. And then after that, his body started to wear down and he finished, mm -hmm. you know, I want to say 43rd or something like that. He was in the 40s or the 50s as far as where he ended up at Augusta. And I did not expect him to make the cut here at Southern Hills. Um, and mostly because I know he won here in 2007, but it's a very different golf course from what it was back mm -hmm. then with the redesign that happened in 2019. Uh, and having not known the course like he knows Augusta National, I, I thought he would struggle more so here in this championship, and he made the cut uh, again. So hats off to Tiger Woods. Now, the withdrawal is definitely surprising. Uh, certainly he was, you know, basically tied for last place, and I don't think that really has anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. Tiger would not quit. Um, no. and, and like you said, it's the first time he's ever withdrawn from a major championship. First of all, I think he has too much respect for the game, for the club, Southern Hills, for the PGA, the PGA of America. Um, this tells me that he was struggling mightily w w as far as pain in the legs and, and, and maybe other areas as well. I mean, the guy's been so surgically repaired over the years, yeah. hasn't he? You know? It's like a bionic man. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I, I'm hoping, and, and I have already put some money where my mouth is, I, I think he'll be okay come St. Andrews in July. Oh, and that's a course that he really loves, the flat surface, which is different from Augusta National and Southern Hills there. So maybe that's a little bit easier on his body, right. on the leg and, there. And, and we're talking two months from now as well. Yep. So, you know, he's going to have that much more time to rehabilitate, and, and hopefully uh, he is more healthy at that time uh, when they go across the pond to tee it up. 
And, and like you said, he knows that course incredibly well. He's won there twice. And, and there's also a correlation between the old course at St. Andrews and Augusta National, I believe. Tiger Woods, Zach Johnson, Jack Nicklaus, and um, – Nick Faldo have all mm-hmm. won both at Augusta National, both the Masters and the British Open when it's been played at St. Andrews. You also have other players that have played extremely well at both courses, Jason Day, Mark Leishman, and Louis Oosthuizen. So I, I do believe that there are correlations between those two courses. That gives Tiger an advantage. He's won there twice before, and like you talked about, you can't get much of a flatter golf course than St. Andrews. So I, I don't believe the walking will be a problem like it was Uh, at Augusta National, and and at Southern Hills as well. It doesn't have as much elevation change and undulation as Augusta National does, but plenty, obviously, for Tiger to experience some pain. My strategy for Tiger Woods this year has been to bet him to make the cut. He did it at the Masters. He did it here at Southern Hills. It's probably going to be a pretty punitive price, maybe at the at the British Open. You think possibly? I mean, like, because like, yeah. I'm just like, hey, I want to blindly just ma- bet him to make the cut, and we'll see what happens when we get to Saturday. I still don't think it's a bad bet. Yeah. Uh, because it, you know, and I I bet him to win, and it was a little bit of a frivolous play, just kind yeah. of a, a we all want to root for Tiger uh, for fun. Yeah. But I did also think that it made sense for all the reasons that I just spelled out. Uh, and I played him at 50 to one and I've seen it come down. I've seen, I think low as low as 35 to one and mm-hmm. some forties out there, but that also tells me that the odds makers understand what I'm saying as well. So yeah, yeah they're going to increase the price on making the cut. And, and, and also he's done it in two straight majors, mm-hmm. you know, and, and one is a decent size underdog. So uh, yeah, I think you're probably going to pay in the neighborhood of minus 150, minus maybe minus 175 to make the cut at St. Andrews. Let's take a look at the top of the leaderboard here, final round PGA Championship here. Who will win the Wanamaker Trophy? We'll find that out later this afternoon and evening. Right now, Mito Pereira has a three-stroke lead on the field. He tees off with Matt Fitzpatrick at 11.35 Pacific time, 1.35 over out there in Tulsa, nine under. Pereira's gone 68, 64, and a 69 yesterday. Really battled in that back nine after really coming did. back yeah. to the pack there. I was like, okay, co-leaders with Zalatoris, and then he goes off, reels off three birds on the back nine. Anybody on this top of the leaderboard here, do you think that can challenge Pereira as we get to the final round? These final groupings about to tee off here in about 90 minutes to two hours. I think it's a pretty tough nut to crack. Now, you know, you look at a lot of the trends that have happened in major championships and PGA championships over the years. Uh, I believe it's like the last 33 major championships no one has come back from a larger deficit of four shots. Mm. So four shots takes you to Cameron Young. And I also want to point out, I think that birdie that Pereira made on 18 on Saturday was huge. Because a two-shot advantage, I don't think is much of anything. No. A three-shot advantage is much different, in my opinion, and especially at this golf course. It has shown us that this golf course is hard. And if you've got, you know, a, a, a start, a head start, if you will, by three shots on the field, I think that's a pretty significant head start. Um, the other thing that's interesting is seven of the last 10 PGA championships have been won by an American. And who's there in the final pairing? Two non-Americans, a <laughs> Chilean and an Englishman. So will it be either of them? If you look at the top 17 players on the leaderboard, 12 of them are American. That includes Justin Thomas, Gary Woodland, Bubba Watson, Will Zalatoris, of course, uh, the next closest competitor there, uh, competitor there to Mito Pereira at just three shots back. But, you know, I was trying to figure this out in my head uh, on Saturday night after they finished up round three. And obviously there is going to be back nine pressure for 
every single person in this field, and especially for whoever makes the turn today in the lead, mm -hmm. that pressure is going to be immense. But is there even more pressure, or is there another different type of pressure for someone like a Matthew Fitzpatrick? An Englishman has not won the PGA Championship since 1919. So does he kind of carry that flag for his country as an additional burden if he's in the lead making the turn on Sunday? Mito Pereira. Now, I also think you've got Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, Mito Pereira. These guys... I don't know if they even know about pressure. You know, they're yeah. they're so young, they're so new to this. They're Pretty having naive. incredible success right out of the gate. Cameron Young's a PGA Tour rookie. Pereira and Zalatoris were rookies just about a year ago or so. So, I don't know if they 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 may be immune to the pressure, but again, no matter who it is, when you get to the back nine on Sunday, if you have the lead or you're tied for the lead, you're going to feel it. And I wonder if there's maybe a little more pressure for these guys that are either from a foreign country, have less experience, and, you know, that, that kind of has you looking towards Justin Thomas. You know, Justin Thomas, we've seen him make a charge on Sunday before. And you're not seeing a lot of low scores yet, Femi. Uh, two under par is about the lowest under, score, uh, under par, the lowest score I'm seeing so far. So I do believe the golf course is still playing very difficult. The wind is down a little bit today. Mm -hmm. Only about 12, about 10 to 15 miles an hour, which is still significant, but not like we've seen the last couple of days. JT, I, I think if somebody's going to come off the pack, you're going to have to shoot probably at least 65 and maybe 64. JT's 28 to 1 over at BetMGM there. So maybe worth a little bit of a sprinkle because I kind of agree with what you're saying that those four guys, Pereira, Fitzpatrick, Zaltoris, and Young, they don't really know what it's like to be leading here in the contention at a major. Maybe one of these more experienced guys, whether it be a JT or a Bubba Watson, maybe one of those guys can kind of make a charge there and uh, take a run at the Wanamaker Trophy. The conditions today, though, you said that this might play a little bit easier than what we saw yesterday because yesterday, especially early on, it was just rough for a lot of those guys right. out there on the course. I, I think it's almost going to be kind of a counterbalance. The, the, the conditions, I believe, are a little bit, bit more benign, and that mm -hmm. part will be a little easier, but where they going to put the pin positions. I think the greens are probably going to be a little bit more baked out and a little bit firmer uh, because of that wind and, and the dry temperatures and stuff, or the, the dry air. So, I, I think the golf course is probably going to be just as darn tough, but, you know, there, there might be a 64 or a 65 out there and that could go a long way for a guy like Gary Woodland or Bubba or JT, but I do probably think your winner is going to come from the top. Sean's Real Action Network coming up next, talking a little MLB. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi Nevada or New York welcome back this is betting across America presented by bet MGM Femi Bebefe hanging out here with Brady Cannon just to get you guys updated on what the hell happened in the Premier League uh, <laughs> since I updated us last time Manchester City has now scored three goals three goals in five minutes to retake the lead against Aston Villa Liverpool actually just scored against Wolves so City needs to hang on to win to win the Premier League but let's turn our attention to the diamond and that's where we bring in our next guest our first guest on the show this program he is Sean Zarillo MLB analyst over at the Action Network Sean we appreciate you joining joining us this morning here. And I want to start off here because the weather's starting to get warmer as we enter the month of June next week. Are we going to see a run on overs in the summer months like we did on the unders to start the season? It's very possible. I've heard a lot of data scientists and people who analyze weather better than I do say that with these humidors uniform in all 30 parks now, we actually may get increased offense as the temperatures warm up. It was decreased certainly in the month of April. We saw those totals start at 8.9, drop all the way to 7.5, 7.4 by early May. Now today they're back up at 8.4 with game and course field there. So closer to 8.2, 8.3 without cores. But as we get closer to the summer months, yeah, we're going to see start seeing these nine, nine and a halves pop up more often. Maybe even get up to some tens. But 
with that as totals rise, you got to look to play unders potentially as well. Sean, let's uh, look at today's card on the Diamonds. Major League Baseball featuring the Guardians hosting the Detroit Tigers. This game was postponed uh, due to weather on Saturday. You've got Shane Bieber going against Alex Fado. And Bieber's had tremendous success in the division throughout his career. And we know the Detroit Tigers off to a slow start once again this season. Now, you've got to pay a pretty heavy price here, around minus 180 on Bieber and the Guardians. But uh, which side do you prefer in this matchup? And does it affect – I've learned a lot from our uh, co uh, colleague here on VEASAN, Josh Towers, who was a former Major League pitcher – that a lot of times it affects a pitcher when they deviate from their routine. And, of course, Bieber and Fado were supposed to pitch on Saturday. Now, it's not a huge adjustment, but, you know, pitchers are, are quirky guys, and any little <laughs> tweak of what they're used to could possibly throw them off. Where are you going with this game? Yeah, with that, you may get rested bullpens as well, getting that extra day, too, on, on both sides. So, potentially – Goes against the play that I would have on the over here, but I do like that up to seven and a half at plus money would obviously grab the sevens at the key number. If you can, we've seen these totals rise around the country, but that flat seven sitting out there is still particularly interesting to me. Projected this total closer to eight. Don't love what I've seen from Bieber outside of his Cy Young season. We have a much larger sample of data and his metrics are closer to the high threes, low fours this year. Velocity down a couple of ticks relative to what he did in that Cy Young season where he was only facing central teams you mentioned. He has had a lot of success in the division and obviously a divisional game, but only faced central teams that year. None of those teams really hit all got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. So I think Bieber and Fado are potentially closer in projections than people might think. Fado, a former first round pick, good numbers in the high minors, had Tommy John surgery, but really liked what I've seen from him this far. So like the Tigers down here to plus 160 and also the over seven can even bet that up to seven and a half at plus money. We're speaking with Sean Zrillo, MLB analyst over at the Action Network. Sean, I want to step away from the card just a second. We'll get back to it from today's action. But from a more macro standpoint, which team has surprised you the most so far this season on the positive side and on the negative side? Maybe the Yankees, how well they've played, how deep their pitching staff is. Michael King looks absolutely lights out in the bullpen. Chapman's command has been a little bit concerning, but that team is going to add as many pieces as, as anybody probably at the deadline, especially with the fans putting pressure on ownership, but their rotation looks really deep. I think seeing it today, the back end of the rotation guys are still basically just as effective as most teams, mid rotation starters. So deep pitching staff, maybe a hole in the bottom of their lineup and the back end of the bullpen, but otherwise Yankees looking very complete. There were preseason projections that had them closer to 97 wins. Others that had them closer to 90. I was in that 90 range. They're definitely trending closer to hundred wins. As of now, that's about where I'd put their prorated record but also sitting in a softer part of their schedule. They're going to stop playing the Orioles soon, start <laughs> playing a team like the Rays. They start their ser season series with them soon. So maybe soon is the time to jump in on the Rays. You give it another couple of days till right before that season series starts, make it a better price on Tampa. But that plus 600, plus 650 out there, they made a great one last year to end up winning the division as well. What about on the negative side? Has anybody disappointed you so far this season? I mean, the Reds cost me a lot of money in April. I'll tell you that. They've been very <laughs> uh, just overall, you know, they they seem to just quit from opening day and trading Jesse Winker away was a bad sign. Certainly, it seemed like the players that quit didn't really have much interest in playing. Joey Votto has fallen off a cliff. So they just became a team that was very difficult to project. And unfortunately, there are outliers like that sometimes who you can't make the number high enough on them. And I still have to bet them for a period of time. But eventually I gave up. I did put a small bet on them today, but. It's the first time in a while that I've been anywhere willing to touch the Rays full game money line. 
Yeah, Sean, I agree with you about the New York Yankees. I actually bet their season win total over, but they're surprising me, too. I mean, they currently have the best record in baseball. It just seems like they can't lose. They will play a double dip today with the Chicago White Sox. In the opener, you're going to have Johnny Cueto taking on Jamison Tyone and then Kopak and Severino in the nightcap. Is it different from you or for you when you try and handicap a, a doubleheader? Does that play into the psyche of these players or how you treat this if uh, from a betting perspective, you know, betting game one, game two, or, or just staying away from it entirely? It's difficult to know exactly what the lineup is going to be, particularly after game one or which relievers specifically are going to get used in that game one. There's a lot of ways that it can obviously play out. Maybe a team gets out to a big lead and nobody uses any key relievers or it's a tight game the whole way through. And one team ends up leaning more on their bullpen than the other. That said, I try to project both games out well in advance, see if I can find an edge earlier in the day. And I do like the White Sox in game two tonight, down to about plus 150. Kopech projects pretty well for me. I like what I've seen from his stamina thus far. Severino on the other side as well has pitched phenomenally. But I do make these guys closer than I think the market probably views them. So down to plus 150 for me on the White Sox. Kopech is interesting too. Doesn't throw a changeup. He doesn't throw a sinker either. He's all four-seam fastball, slider, curveball. I think we're starting to see more of these guys pop up. We could talk about Mackenzie Gore in a second. He's a very similar pitcher. But, yeah, like what I've seen from Kopech thus far stamina-wise, and I think that's going to carry him pretty far in the rotation this year. I know you're also eyeing Arizona and Chicago today. The Cubs hosting the Diamondbacks. They're minus 130 on the money line over at BetMGM. D-backs plus 110 with a total of 7.5, pending which way the wind blows at the, at the friendly confines. But uh, what stands out to you in this market, D-backs and the Cubs? I think the Arizona Diamondbacks have been extremely underrated this year. They're another of my surprise teams. If you had asked me which teams I think have pleasantly surprised me the most this season, I had a very big bet on their season win total over. Did not think they would be anywhere near a 100-loss team again. And they're starting to get healthier, getting guys like Nick Ahmed back, bringing up these younger prospects like Alec Thomas, who are definitely going to contribute. So their biggest factor, though, this year, though, is definitely Brian Schramm fixing that entire pitching staff. Last year, I believe they were 24th. And expected Woba on the pitching side this year, they're up to 12. So major improvements across the board with their pitching. Merrill Kelly has won me a bunch of money this year, still willing to back him with my money. Make them slight favorites in Chicago today. So about plus 105 in either half is where I play them to. The Arizona Diamondbacks trying to win four on the road at Wrigley Field mm-hmm. for the first time in 25 <laughs> years. You mentioned Mackenzie Gore. Let's talk about him, Sean. He will be taking on the San Francisco Giants and Alex Wood in San Francisco this afternoon. The Padres on quite a run here on this road trip. This will be game number nine, and they're out to a 6-2 and two start. But the Giants are a pretty darn good team, too, and I kind of lean towards the home team avoiding the sweep today. How about you? I actually bet the Padres here, again, about plus 110 for the first half, plus 120 for the first five innings. That's where I'd – or plus 110 for the first five, plus 120 for the full game. That's where I'd put my price targets. I actually like the way San Diego plays defense quite a bit. The Giants sort of have this devil magic with how they set up their lineups against (laughs) left and right-handed pitching. You look at the names that they throw out, and they still manage to score five runs every time. But I project Gore is a slightly better pitcher than I do Alex Wood. I make the Padres the better defensive team. I think that sort of narrows the gap between their number and about a plus money coin flip. So I think I made them slight favorites even, but at worst it was about 49, 48%. I'm not sure exactly where I have my number, but definitely down to about plus 110 is where I go for the full game on. So we got about 30 seconds left. Is there anybody in the AL MVP market that can challenge Shohei Otani? I think Aaron Judge has shown that he is a tremendous player on both sides of the ball. It's always come down to health for him. Always come down to health for Byron Buxton. I bet those numbers in the preseason, I'm sure they've collapsed dramatically. 
But the guy I always have to mention is Jose Ramirez. He's been your AL war leader for like the past three years. If you just combine the seasons, Cleveland is just not really going to get into the playoff under a lot of the media attention. But Jose Ramirez by wins above replacement is always near the top of the AL leaderboard. He's 14-1 to 1 right now over at BetMGM. He is Sean Drillo, MLB analyst over at the Action Network. Great info, Sean. We hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank you, Sean. All right. And also in the Premier League, uh, Manchester City, they still lead 3-2. Liverpool now leads 3-1. So uh, barring a goal in the next 30 seconds from Aston Villa, it looks like Manchester City will hang on to win the Premier League. No quadruple for the Liverpool Reds, but they'll still have the Champions League final next Saturday against Real Madrid. On the other side, we start Hour 2 with another PGA Championship update from Southern Hills. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers to anal and handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.